next topic that you you touch on is increasing your income. And the first time I saw mm -hmm. that and heard that, I thought, but I thought I was already doing that by going to college. H help us understand that 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 aspect. Yeah, that that would be maybe a myth or misconception that you have to go to college to get a good job to make good money. But I, I hear what you're saying. You're graduating. Maybe you're getting a job for the first time. And you yeah. know, there's a couple of ways you can do this. Let's assume you're really early in your career and maybe negotiating a raise isn't a great option for you. Someone who's been in the workforce a little longer could perhaps negotiate a raise at their primary job. I, I've experienced this and I, it's never been easier to go make some extra money than it is today. You know, back in the day, you could go babysit or mow lawns in your neighborhood. Today, you think of it, there's a way to go make money doing it and gig that economy. was a lot of the things we did yeah it's the gig economy yeah that's exactly. right yeah and what's great about the gig economy is that i get to choose when i am performing the gig so yeah. i can tailor it around exactly what works for me as opposed to you know if i go get a part-time job at an ice cream parlor one that might be really challenging with the ice cream discipline i'm trying to enforce but also my Maybe. manager is expecting yeah. me to show up from 5 to 10 p.m. on Friday. Yeah. Well, in the gig economy, I can work when it's convenient for me and I can set some marks where, you know, I'm going to do this thing for five to seven hours a week. And maybe it brings in 200 bucks, 300 bucks. But if you do that, there's a bunch of ways to go supplement your income and, and then just apply that towards your loans. And, and so I, I always encourage people to not assume their paycheck from work is the only way that they can get out of debt because sometimes making your shovel a little bit bigger helps yeah. you do this faster. That's great advice. And, and, and we used to joke back when the iPhone came out that, and there's an app for that, but, but there are actually a lot <laughs> of apps that, that help connect uh, the gig workers with those needing um, uh, small jobs or temporary work or assignment tasks done. Mm -hmm. I, I know one, and we're not promoting any here, but I know one of them is called Fiverr. And there are all mm -hmm. kinds of ways to figure out, like, what is my gifting? What's my talent? And of course, most of this is, is remote work. It's it's work done on a, on a computer of some kind. But, but there are all kinds of ways in today's society and economy to uh, be creative about how to increase your income. Absolutely. Yeah, this is also... Call, call it freelance. In fact, you go online, you can Google these phrases like Michael's using and Christian's using. And there's a number of organizations, and I've used a couple of them, where literally people all over the world, and they may be doing PowerPoint slides, they may be doing editorial work, and you just plug in what you're looking for, and somebody pops up as a as a potential contractor for you, and there's, these sites will actually handle the, the payments and whatnot. Well, you can be one of those contractors. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be a great marketer. You don't have to be somebody that knows, has this huge network. You just jump on board and there's organizations and websites and companies that literally make that easier. That's right. And oftentimes for people, they can what they do in their day job, especially if it's something they enjoy, they can go do this freelance or gig work on a website like Fiverr. Christian, that's a great example that I'm familiar with as well. You may be able to go do something in a freelance capacity that you're already a professional at and just mm -hmm. supplement your income. Or maybe you have a hobby that you really enjoy that is not your primary job and, and you can find a way to make money doing that. And the options are almost limitless here. Yeah, I'm reminded of, of I believe it's an old American saying, uh, a penny saved is a penny earned. And, and 
the aspect of paying off student debt um, is a good example of that. If, if you're paying off debt, uh, you are um, helping yourself not pay uh, more interest in the future. So just by, by paying off debt, you're actually uh, saving money on future payments uh, that you're paying just to have that debt. Absolutely. And the next thing that I want to encourage people with is let's say your student loan payments $400 a month. When you pay off your loans, you just got a $4,800 raise because now that's money you get to keep. You don't have to give it away anymore. And and so, yeah, yeah, you're saving the money on interest is absolutely a huge benefit. And then remember, when you get to the end of this, you're getting a pretty significant raise because that, that payment is not on your books anymore. Hey, and it's not only a race, it's a tax-free race. That's right. That's and that's the best kind. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, but Mike, let's just say I'm in this situation. Uh, I'm just out of college. I only have like $75,000 in debt. And although the the the, int- the the payment on my my student loan is is maybe 4 or $500, there is this thing so, uh, called a minimum payment. Why wouldn't I just pay that and save a ton of money every month? Yeah, it's a great question. And you really have to challenge yourself to, instead of being short-sighted, to have a long view mindset on this. Because in the short term, yeah, your monthly bill is less and that's money you get to keep and spend. And that might look really good. But the risk of what you're describing, Christian, is that minimum payment, that might not be enough to outpace the interest my loans are accumulating. So a different way to say that is you could make your minimum payment and the money you owe, that balance could be getting bigger every single month. Oh, wow. yeah. And you might look up three, four, five years later, those monthly payments have just been on auto pay. You're not thinking about it. You realize, oh, I need to go check my balance. And you might be surprised to see that it's grown by a couple of thousand dollars. And I can't imagine anything more demotivating than that. It, it is a sure way to, make, to, to, to uh, keep student debt in your life, your entire life. Because it will mm-hmm. never go away then. Not with that plan. And and I personally don't want student loans living in my guest room for my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> That's if, right. If you can even afford a guest room because your student payments, uh, student loan <laughs> payments right. are so big. So you, right. you can only afford a one bedroom. So pay as much off as possible. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and that would be, you know, we're talking about increasing your income setting that up where recognizing this extra work I'm doing, it is serving a purpose and it is changing my future. And for me, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a son. uh, I hope to have grandkids someday. I think about that kind of thing. And it's like, I'm not changing my future. I am changing my Mm -hmm. family tree. Generationally, my family will be different because of what I do in this Mm -hmm. area. And I want that to be true spiritually. I want that to be true for the opportunities I can provide for my children. And I want it to be true for them financially. And so Mm -hmm. I, that is what I would encourage people to think about is get rid of these, not just for you, but for the future generations coming behind you. You know, what I like to do is think of getting out of debt as being free. I want to be free. That's right. And that even that famous passage of the borrower's servant to the lender, and, and, you know, this is the kind of thing I don't want to be the slave to anybody but Jesus. And mm-hmm. so when you have that motivation, God's going to be with you. You can do it. You want to be free. It sort of switches your thinking around from, oh, no, I got this debt. I got to get out of it. It's just a drudgery and you're trudging uphill. And and it's like that old 
story, you know, from way back of the guy pushing Sisyphus pushing the boulder up to the top of the hill only to have it roll all the way down every single day for eternity. I think that's what we have to really be careful. The devil wants us indebted. Mm-hmm. God wants us free. Mm-hmm. You described it really well. Uh, Michael and Craig, one of the challenges uh, that I think uh, is is so difficult in uh, our society today is this endemic of, of of loneliness. In spite of how connected we are through social media and all these uh, technologies, uh, so many feel lonely. And I think this is one of the challenges when you have this uh, um, overwhelming debt that you're looking at. That you feel, how am I gonna how am I gonna figure this out all on my own? But but. But, Michael, you talk about inviting community into this uh, process and conversation. Yeah, that's and, you know, Christian, you outlaid the endemic we're in with the loneliness. It, it is really a heavy burden on people to go through life alone. And, and we know that as Christ followers, that's not how we're meant to live. And when it comes to getting out of debt and getting out of student loan debt, I would suggest it's almost impossible if you embark on that alone. And, you know, I was single when I started this journey myself, and I found some community at my church and was able to have people in my life that I was sharing my situation with and getting prayers from them and encouragement. I actually had a friend, and we would meet for breakfast every week. Um, We went to Denny's. It was really cheap. And often he actually blessed me by paying for my food, and we would just check in on how I was doing staying focused, staying disciplined, and that created some weekly accountability for me. But it was also a huge source of encouragement. And he had paid off his own debts, and he was a little further than me in life, and so it offered me hope that I could do the same thing. That's wonderful. Um, it, it, I'm, I'm just amazed, and so, so often when we talk about different aspects of life, um, it's it's just wonderful that that uh, the churches in our areas so often have natural uh, resources for that. Uh, community groups are good for so many things, but they're also helpful in in, in this scenario. I, I love that. Yeah, and you know, I mentioned I was single when I started. I did get married during this journey, and that was something that was really important for my wife and I to be in alignment on and be on the same page. So, if you are married. Uh, your spouse and you, you guys are teammates in this. You're doing this together. Money can be so divisive at times. It's a big source of conflict in marriages. And I would encourage you to find a way, whether that's going to couples counseling, uh, pastoral counseling through your church, talking to some other folks. If this is a source of conflict in your marriage, that's the first and foremost community that you guys need to be on the same page and be moving in the same direction uh, as opposed to feeling like you're on two different sides of the coin. That's wonderful. So, Michael, he, here here's my breakdown. I, I decided after right after college, I was going to take ownership of, of, of my life and also my debts. So I created the plan. I made sure that it was realistic, and I started following it. I started tracking it. I even was able to, as we talked about, uh, increase my income a little bit by, by um, taking some gig work here and there, just – extra money to help me pay off this debt. I invited people around me, friends, family, church, uh, small groups uh, to, to come around me uh, and, and to make sure that not only uh, were they, they there to help me, but I could support others in, in, in a similar journey. And I'm starting to see some traction. So what do I mm-hmm. do now? You got to stop and find opportunities to celebrate the milestones. Getting out of student loan debt is a long and 
tedious process. It, it will often take folks years. And if you think you're going to celebrate when you're done, that's too long. You've got to find some ways along the journey. Depending on how much debt you have, you can break that down into chunks on every $5,000. Maybe it's every $10,000 in your situation. Depending on the variables for you, find ways to celebrate and make an event of it. Go to a nice dinner with your spouse. Have some friends over for a cookout. If you love movies, treat yourself to a nice IMAX movie. Get the popcorn, get the soda, but do that in moderation and do it as an intentional and purposeful celebration for the progress you're making and let that motivate you to stay on the horse and keep going and keep making that progress. That's good. You know, there's a passage, another one psalm one it talks about prospering it's it's and it's tied to that trust in god he's going to do this he's going to help you i know with my own situation over the years when i knew that we were going to make progress it made me want to keep working and so same thing with my mm-hmm. wives yeah. i've had other friends michael mentioned that story that i look back on the people who've inspired me and encouraged me at just the right time and it makes me want to be that for other people now so you you know, you're part of something, a big group. You know, it's like Hebrews 11. It's a great cloud of witnesses. Hebrews 12, yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael and Craig, thank you so much for um, talking with us today. I um, thoroughly believe that although student debt is a significant and to, to a lot of people overwhelming challenge in our society today, there is hope. Uh, because with God, there's always hope. And, and today uh, we have, have just talked about some practical steps, although not easy, uh, but doable to get anybody out of debt. And I just want to thank you so much for taking the time and, and sharing your wisdom and your insight. Yeah, Christian, thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Michael. Michael.